welcome. Thanks for joining us today, wherever you're watching from. We're so glad that you're taking this time with us. Today, I want to talk about the subject of guarding our hearts. Do you know there's incredible wisdom in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 23, where it says, above all else, above all things, guard your heart, for everything that you do flows from it. Another translation says, from it come the springs of your life. Another translation, the boundaries of your life are determined by the condition of your heart. So when we look at guarding our heart, we see in this proverb, the writer who was Solomon, encouraging us to place great importance on protecting the heart within our life. What does he mean by heart? Is he talking about a blood pump, that physical organ that pumps blood around our body called the heart? No, Solomon was using something else when he was speaking of what the heart of a person was. When you look at the word that Solomon used, it's a Hebrew word pronounced lab. And that word means the inner man, the mind, the will, the heart and understanding of a person. Another definition would be the inner part of a person, the mind, the knowledge, the thinking, the place a person reflects, the memory of a person. The final definition that they use for that word is the seat or throne within a person from where they have their appetites, their emotions and passions and courage flows from. So when Solomon's speaking of guarding our heart, he's not speaking of guarding or protecting the blood pump of our heart, but rather that inner man, the deep soul person of who we are, that person that God's made us to be in the soul, the inner man of our life. Now, this is something indeed that we need to take seriously, especially in the strange times that we're living, because it's this part of our life, the heart of who we are, the soul of who we are, that throne room of who we are, that we reason, make judgment from, that our emotions um, have so much effect upon. It's from this place that we can be most affected or vulnerable to the things that may be happening around us. It's because it's this part of our life, the soul, the inner man of who we are, the heart of who we are, that is actually the place that manages certain things like disappointment, fear, anxiety, worry. It's also the place where we manage um, things like joy and happiness and peace and hope. It's almost the processor of our life. When things come to make us fearful, when things come to make us worried, when things come to make us anxious, when other things come that can bring joy, all of these things have an effect, not on the physical of who we are, but on this thing that Solomon's speaking of, the heart, the soul, the inner man of who we are, the person that God has made us to be. You know, we've looked recently at the teaching of Jesus in Matthew 6, where he says that we can live a worry-free life in a fearful world. And in Matthew 6, he teaches us how we can live in a worry-free condition. But here we see Solomon encouraging us with further wisdom. And his wisdom simply, like we've read already, be a person 
that knows how to guard their heart. Guard that inner place, that inner man, that inner person of who you are. And in doing so, you will protect everything that makes you you. Now, when we talk about guarding our heart, it's about being a guardian or a watchman over two things. Number one, what's trying to get in? Is fear trying to get into your life? Is anxiety trying to get into your life? We need to be guardians or watchmen over what we allow to come into the heart of who we are. But also, it's about other things that we allow and welcome in. But we're also people that are stopping things like fear and anxiety that are not God's portion for our life. But at the same time, we're saying yes to peace, yes to joy, yes to contentment. In many ways, we become what I would term a doorman or a bouncer at the life of our heart. Now, here's the reality. The devil wants to give you a heart attack by attacking your heart. Again, he wants to kill people by affecting their natural heart, the blood pump, But more specifically, I'm looking today at how the devil wants to give you a heart attack or an attack in your heart by causing things like worry and fear to penetrate and affect your well-being and your peace, that inner wholeness that comes from being in rest. I read recently in Luke chapter 21, verses 26, something that Jesus spoke that I think is very apt for this time in which we're living, where there's wars and rumours of wars, famines and earthquakes, a decline in society and morality. It just seems sometimes when you watch the news that life is falling to bits. Yet Jesus was very prophetic when he said this, that there would be a time where men's hearts would fail them from a fear and the expectation of the things that are coming upon the earth. I've met with many people, even over these last couple of weeks, who seem to have hearts that are almost failing them because they're letting the threat of war and famine and increase and change in economy to actually get within them so that fear and anxiety worry and stress begin to take residency in the very heart in a man of who they are that's not God's will for you God's got better in store for you than that but we need to be people who are actively protecting our hearts from fear trying to enter in because all that fear brings with it is things that are going to affect our bodies our well-being. You see, fear never comes alone. Fear has friends. And when fear begins to come into the heart of a person, he brings with him anxiety. That's a friend of fear. Worry, stress, depression, hopelessness. The moment that fear comes into the heart of a person, other things begin to come. And these other things speak to a medical expert have an effect on the body of the person and the health of a person. 
that often people will root certain ailments that they're experiencing physically as stress-related. Where did stress come from? Well, stress was a friend of fear. And when fear came into a person's heart, fear of well-being, fear of war, fear of future, fear of will I have enough, fear of will my family be okay, suddenly fear became rooted in the heart of a person and then began to produce the byproduct, stress, hopelessness. God speaks to us as his people in this time where so many strange things are going on around us. Let your heart be at peace. Don't be living in a condition of anxiety. Don't be allowing things to come into the heart of who you are. It shouldn't be coming in. But what is it to guard? When Solomon says to us, above all things, putting that great um, definition upon this principle, above all things, guard your heart. What is he telling us to do? I believe, like I said before, he's encouraging us to be the doorman or the bouncer at the doorway to this entrance into our life. You see, fear has to come into your life. Hopelessness has to come into your life. There's an entrance way where these things can come in. I believe that Solomon's encouraging us to be active or vigilant doormen, bouncers, at the entranceway to our lives, that place that allows things that are external to come into the internal of who we are. Do you know when Solomon uses this word, guard, again, it's a Hebrew word and it has a number of different definitions. When we look at these definitions, there's four of them I want to share with you today. This word guard that Solomon uses means to guard, to watch, to watch over, to keep safe, to preserve, to guard from dangers is the second one. The third one is to keep, to observe, to be observant, to guard. And then the final one, the fourth one is simply to be a watchman. Now, when we carry this same theme through these different definitions, basically Solomon is saying, encouraging us to place great emphasis on being a watchman over the heart of who we are, to take care to preserve, to keep, to monitor the activity of what's happening in that inner place within our lives. Because what's happening on the or within the inner place of who you are will affect the outer being of who you be. Like we said before, you've heard me teach on we have this treasure in earthen vessels. There's an earthen vessel, there's a physical, there's a soulish to who we are, but also now in Christ, there's a spiritual to who we are. We need to be protecting being watchmen over the activity that's happening in the soul of who we are, so that we can live in the well-being that Jesus wants us to live in. Now, we may well be living in what some would call fear-filled times, but we should have peace-filled hearts. I'm not denying 
But naturally speaking, these look like fear-filled times. Yet God encourages us, his children, to have peace-filled hearts. The good news that I want to share with you today is that this really can be our experience. But we have to take a stand at the entrance point of our life and begin to be like a doorman or a bouncer saying no to certain things when they're trying to enter in, but also welcoming with warm arms things that God's sending for us to experience. You know, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it's taught, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now, if God didn't give us a spirit of fear, we don't need to welcome fear or a spirit of fear into our lives. Rather, we should be welcoming into our lives not a fear that comes from the devil or a fallen world, rather a peace, a peace that passes all understanding that comes from God directly to us. God wants you to know his peace and to be kept in perfect peace. Isn't that lovely? But God just doesn't want you to experience peace. He wants you to experience and know perfect peace. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. It says this incredible statement. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Can you see what's being taught here? Isaiah is saying the person that sets their mind on God, their inner man, their soul on God and what he's saying and chooses to trust God even when they don't understand the things that are going on. This person will be a person who's kept not just in peace, but in perfect peace. You look up that word keep, it means kept, and it means preserved. What's God promising? The person that keeps their mind set on him, that purposes to be a person that's trusting him in uncertain times. Well, what God promises here is that you will be a person preserved in his peace. Now, we can know the peace that comes from Jesus. Jesus is called many things throughout the Bible, but one of the names that's given to Jesus is that beautiful name, Jesus the Prince of Peace. God wants us to know the Prince of Peace now living in us, but also the peace that the Prince of Peace gives to us as he promised. You know, it says in John chapter 14, this is Jesus speaking in verse 27. Listen to these words. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. And then he says, let not your heart your inner man be troubled, neither allow it or let it be afraid. 
Two things I want to grab from this passage of Scripture. Number one, Jesus says, my peace I give to you. My shalom, my peace I give to you. God's not giving us world peace because the peace that's in the world is fickle. It's not constant. It relies on external things. Yet the peace that God gives us is a peace that's constant, never failing, always there, morning by morning, always something secure, immovable that we can know in our hearts. World peace really isn't that reliable. But the peace that comes from Jesus, that's unfailing. Listen to this other statement that Jesus makes in John chapter 16, verses 33. Again, speaking about peace. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. You see, the person who has their life now positioned in Christ is a person that should be enjoying the peace that comes from the Prince of Peace, Jesus. But listen to what he says then. In the world, you will have tribulation, tough times. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Do you know what I hear when I hear Jesus say those words? I hear him saying to the inner man of who I am, don't worry, I've got this. Even when you turn on the news or look around you and everything seems to be in chaos, when you know that your life is now in Christ, that means your life is now seated in the Prince of Peace. And he makes his peace your peace, that we can have a confidence concerning what lays ahead. Because Jesus promised us, don't worry, I've got this. I love these other verses in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind, the inner man of who you are, through Christ. Now, again, this is encouraging. Not only is Solomon saying to us that we're to be a doorman at the entranceway of our life, stopping fear coming in, welcoming what God has for us into the center of who we are. But also here, Paul is teaching us in Philippians that there's another doorman, that peace itself is a doorman. I don't know if you ever experienced doorman or bouncers on the doorway of a nightclub. But often there's not one, there's two. You have these two burly bouncers in black coats and they're there to make sure that nothing comes in that shouldn't or no one comes in that shouldn't. But equally, if you belong in that place, they welcome you in. Have this image with me in this moment of two bouncers at the entranceway of your life. One of them is you as you respond to what Solomon has asked of you. But the other one is peace itself. 
That as we commit all of our ways to God, when we live a prayerful life where we're bringing and casting our cares at his feet, he says that peace becomes a guard at the heart of who we are. Isn't that wonderful? But God's peace becomes the other doorman that protects the entranceway of our life. One final verse I'd like to share with you to encourage your hearts is found in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. It says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you were also called in one body, and be thankful. Can you hear the instruction here? But Paul is saying to this church and saying to us today, as we read these verses 2,000 years later, make the decision to let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. Make the decision that you're not going to allow fear and anxiety and stress to rule in your heart. Rather, you're going to live in obedience to what the word encourages you to do. And that's to let his peace, that peace that passes all understanding, be what reigns in the heart, the inner man of who you are. I love the way that it actually instructs us. Let the peace of God, not the fear of the devil, be what rules and sits on the throne room of the life of the inner man, the inner woman that you are today. That word rule, again, is a very interesting word when you look at its true meaning. It means to be an umpire, to decide, to determine, to be what directs and controls what happens within your life. So what Paul is doing is he's encouraging us, don't let fear be on the throne room of your life. Let peace be on the throne room. And as you allow peace to be what's on the throne of your life, the inner person of who you are, peace will determine what's real and what's not. Peace will determine an umpire, all that happens in the rest of who you are. So how do you get this peace in a greater way in your life? Simple. Number one, spend time with the Prince of Peace. As we spend time in prayer, we spend time with the Prince of Peace. And when you spend time with the Prince of Peace in prayer, not religious prayer, relational prayer, his peace becomes your peace. Secondly, I want to encourage you, spend time in the Word of God. Because when you spend time in the word of God, shut off the news, lay aside the newspaper, spend time in the word of God. Because as you spend time in the word of God, peace breaks out deep within you. I know this in my own life. Some mornings I wake up and there's a lot to be stressful about. There's a lot that could potentially bring fear into my world. But when I stop and spend time with the Prince of Peace. When I stop and open the Word of God and begin to read the promises of God for my life, fear flees and peace begins to break out. Be a person in uncertain times that's committed to living in the Word of God. So I want to encourage you today. 
Be the doorman of your life. Be the doorman that stands at the entranceway of your heart, that says to fear, you're not welcome here, but says to every good thing that comes from God, come on in, we've been waiting for you. May you know today the atmosphere of heaven within your life, not the atmosphere of a confused fallen world. Remember, the Bible encourages us also that we're now in the world, but we're not of the world. Don't let the stress and the fear and the worry and the pressure of a world that we're no longer in get in to us. Rather, let's arise each morning to a brand new day and say, thank you, Lord. Let your peace be that which rules and reigns in the inner parts of who I am. As it is in heaven, let it be also now in me. God bless.